It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCW, Sitka. Today is Thursday, August 11th. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this is Raven News. The Sitka Assembly on Tuesday agreed on first reading to set aside $600,000 to replace the heating system at Blatchley Middle School. The system was state-of-the-art just 11 years ago. Thanks to a projected sales tax surplus from this year's record cruise tourism, finding the money wasn't really an issue. The Assembly's concerns had more to do with the quick demise of modern equipment and what the future holds for Sitka's aging school buildings. KCW's Robert Woolsey reports. The heating began to fail in Blatchley Middle School last November. The district set up space heaters to keep the building habitable, but repairing the school's five Mitsubishi heat pumps meant bringing in a refrigeration contractor who wasn't able to check on the equipment until Christmas Eve. The contractor ordered a part, which didn't arrive until February, and then the contractor himself bowed out of the picture. But that didn't matter. When the district finally brought in a Mitsubishi specialist, the prognosis was not good. There's no amount of preventative maintenance, according to uh, this contractor, that would have alleviated this failure. Mike Bartolaba is head of maintenance for the Sitka School District. He said the experts traced the problem to the installation of the equipment directly on the concrete slab, rather than to the heat pumps themselves, which have a service life of somewhere over 15 years. Blatchley Middle School didn't quite get 10 years out of the pumps, and the warranty expired after seven. The school buildings in Sitka are owned by the city. Municipal Administrator John Leach wanted some answers. If these were installed incorrectly, which is what we're hearing, I want to find out if Mitsubishi signed off on that in the first place. Uh, and, and I need that question answered. But that's going to take us some time to, uh, to evaluate that. But it's, it's, not, it's not done with just uh, spend the money on the appropriation and call it good. There's a lot of uh, research we still need to do. But again... It's very time-sensitive, and we need to get heat in the rooms before winter gets here. Blatchley Middle School is the only major building in the Sitka district that doesn't have a redundant heating system. The interruptible electrical service and oil-fired boilers that are in many public buildings in Sitka were decommissioned when the heat pumps were installed, and bringing them back would be costly. So would attempting to adapt another brand of heat pump to all of the Mitsubishi controls and distribution systems. Ron Vinson, Sitka's asset manager, suggested that the city take its hard knocks and replace the Mitsubishi heat pumps with the latest equipment from the same manufacturer, renew the warranty, and use the experience to prolong the lives of similar heat pumps throughout the city, 11 in all. You start identifying issues like um, the coil failure being you know, close to uh, finished grade, as we've experienced with these, you start figuring out how you can modify your other systems. And so it's not just a one-off that we can fix school, the school district's you know, heat pumps. We can take lessons learned and apply them in other places, too. The Sitka Assembly was not especially enthusiastic, having to consider an emergency appropriation of $600,000 to solve a problem discovered 10 months ago. Member Tor Christensen said what other members may have been thinking. I'm a little irritated by the timing because... I mean, we don't have a choice. I mean, we're going to be spending money, whether it's this or something else. From what I understand, there were complaints about the heating system last school year. Why are we only hearing about this now? Mayor Steven Eisenbeis was concerned about the simultaneous failure of five expensive heat pumps. 
He thought it signaled that larger issues may be looming in the Sitka School District. I think the need to replace the school buildings is known, but no one, no one's actually put their foot down and said, we're, we're going to do this. Um, so I'm hoping that this is also a wake-up call to the assembly that um, issues like this are eminent with our schools. I, I hope that they're not. I hope that this isn't going to continue. Um, but I, I have a feeling that our school buildings are reaching the end of their useful life without a major rehab, and we need to we need to get ahead of that at this point. The assembly unanimously passed on first reading a supplemental budget appropriation of six hundred thousand dollars to replace the heat pumps, three hundred and ninety thousand dollars for the pumps themselves, plus a forty percent contingency to cover everything else. A special meeting will likely be called for a second reading to expedite the repairs. The appropriation doesn't specify that the equipment has to be Mitsubishi. Member Tor Christensen quipped, My answer would be wood stoves everywhere, but I don't think that's going to be real popular. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Commercial fisherman and Gary Paxton Industrial Park board member Chris Yestad was the fourth of five Sitkins filing to run for a seat on the Sitka Assembly last week. KCAW's Catherine Rose spoke with him about his decision to run for public office. Why have you decided to run for a seat on the Sitka Assembly? Over the past few years, I've, I've been, I don't know, I had this desire to um, uh, serve um, uh, my fishermen um, and Sitkins in general. Um, I've, I got on the Port and Harbors Commission, oh boy, I, I believe five years ago now, and Gary Paxton, Industrial Park Board, Three years, I think I've been serving on it. Um, I'm on my third year with INSRA, my first year with DIPAC, and uh, my first year with SEAS. Um, so I've uh, really been kind of uh, reaching out, trying to do more um, within my community and industry. Um, and just with everything going on right now in Sitka, I felt like it was a, a great time. Um, you know, obviously the, the haul out is pretty important. Uh, to me, and I hope to everyone else. And, um, you know, whether it passes at the ballot, you know, I want to see this project through one way or another. Um, You know, if it doesn't pass, I'm going to continue to look for new uh, ways of funding this and uh, different opportunities potentially. And um, I'm actually really excited about um, our city leadership and our city staff to be able to work with them. I think this new strategic plan that is getting developed and is going to be really important for the future of Sitka. And I'd like to be a part of that, helping uh, design it and implement it and uh, see it go forward. Um, We have a, uh, you know, we have kind of a housing land shortage, I think in Sitka here. And I would like to try to help in that. Um, my idea, I guess, is trying to open up new land uh, to develop and become available um, for people to buy and, and uh, hopefully put homes on. So um, those are kind of my two biggest things um, that I'm looking to, to do as an assembly member. Do you have any prior legislative experience, either in elected office or as an appointee? Yeah, um, I was appointed as a harbor commissioner and GPIP board commissioner um, by the assembly. Um, I was elected um, for my uh, fellow Saners um, for my INSRA board seat. Um, 
And but the DIPAC and C's board was uh, appointed by um, their, those boards. But um, uh, beyond that, no, no. This will this will definitely be my most official um, um, public running, I guess. What what ideas or skills are you bringing to the table, if any, that the current assembly lacks? You know, this is a hard one. You know, I, I don't like. I don't like attacking anyone, um, but, you know, I, I would say something I bring is, um, you know, I, I come from a very blue collar background um, um, where you make it by working hard. And, um, you know, I definitely work in that sort of industry right now. Um, you don't have to be college educated to be a successful fisherman. Um, I happen to be, but, um, you know, I I think I bring the hard work ethic um, from blue collar America to this, and I'm also bringing uh, an entrepreneur um, to it. I, I started as a greenhorn deckhand, and I've worked my way up to, I guess I would say, successful um, owner and captain. Um, we've gone through some hard times recently um, between COVID and then. Uh, um, some of our fisheries here and we've survived and in fact done quite well. So, um, you know, I, I, th I think I bring that, you know, I've, we've had to make hard financial decisions and it's, it's made us where, put us where we are. And I, I think I can bring that, um, to the assembly, um, having that fiscal responsibility. That was reporter Catherine Rose speaking with Chris Yestad, who has filed for a three-year term on the Sitka Assembly. You can listen to the full interview on our website at kcaw.org. Raven News is reaching out to all of the candidates as they file. In September, we'll share detailed questionnaires with biographical information and in-depth policy questions. We'll also host candidate forums leading up to the municipal election on October 4th. The commercial catch of pink salmon in southeast Alaska is already looking better than harvests in 2020 and 2018. After the first week in August, the commercial harvest surpassed 9 million fish combined for all gear groups. The region's Persane fleet caught most of that at about 8.2 million. Andy Piston is the Alaska Department of Fish and Game's Pink and Chum Salmon Project leader for southeast. Yeah, the last two even years, we only harvested 8.1 million fish in both those years, so we're already passing that, and we have a sane opening going on right now, and once we get numbers from this opening, we should be well above the last two even years, and uh, also that should put us within our prediction interval range for our forecast as well. Going into the season, the managers forecast a total catch of 16 million with a range of 10 to 24 million. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.